What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Coast to Coast podcast. It's finally NBA draft season. Today we're bringing you our 2021 NBA mock draft. How y'all feeling today? Fantastic, just man. fine. Just ready to ready for this draft one day away. Yeah. I know. I'm so I'm so excited. I'm hyped for the for the Kings to botch the pick for the like tenth year in a row. I'm um, hyped for the potential trades, man. There could be a lot of like Ben Simmons could be traded tomorrow. Bradley Beal could be yeah. traded tomorrow. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that could definitely happen. Yeah. Um the rumors I'm hearing now is buddy to the Sixers, but I like that for the Sixers. Yeah, could we get potentially back? get Ben Simmons for that? Like, get a package for Ben Simmons? No. I mean, if they if the Sixers turn down Brogdon, and if rumors are true, they turn down that Raptors package, then they definitely wouldn't accept, like, Buddy Heal or whatever else. <laughs> Bro, that Raptors package, they were bugging. Philly is, like, crazy for that. And then the oh. Shea Gilligas – Trade getting turned down? That's even crazier, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm calling a bluff on that one, though. Yeah. yeah dude, what's up you... with that Raptors one? I mean, you get, what, Van Vliet? Was it Van Vliet and Lowry? What's it called? The uh, Philly offered uh, Ben Simmons in exchange for Van Vliet, Lowry, and the fourth overall pick. And Dude, he also th- that... he also threw in, like, other, other pieces. But, like, the, either way, it's just, like, he's bugging. <laughs> That's a dope haul. Yeah, but uh, Philly was the one that offered it. Oh, oh, Philly offered it. Okay, that that makes yeah, way more yeah. Sense. I'm like, so, dude, what? That would have happened yeah. if the Raptors <laughs> offered it. Yeah, Raptors were Raptors were not fucking with that. Yeah, heck no. Um, but let's get into this draft. First overall pick. I mean, we've all seen the headlines: superstar potential, the most can't miss prospect in the. The entire decade, you know, elite playmaking, great shooter, that's complete false. prospect. Sorry, I'm, I'm, that's false. I just Anthony Davis, but continue. Was he Anthony Davis? Oh, he was 2012, 2013, huh? Yeah. That's damn near a decade ago, bro. Yeah, but still count. Regardless, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, 20 PPG, six rebounds, three and a half assists, and 40% from three. I mean, he's got that six eight frame as a as a primary ball handler. That's pretty scary. I mean, he's only nineteen years old, and he's going to the Pistons. Yeah, Can't go I'm wrong with the that. pick, home run guy. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing else to add to that. I mean, like, keep it simple, Detroit. Like, this is like he's the best all around player. Like, take him. Yeah. Um, moving on to the second pick. We got the Houston Rockets, obviously, losing their big star player last season uh, in James Harden, looking to replace him here. So, Carson, take it away. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Rockets obviously have a lot of potential. And, like, Kevin Porter Jr., you know, he had that 50-point game. And he tore it up in the G League. Uh, Jalen Green also tore it up in the G League. So, I'm going to take him. I just think, like, he just has uh, just more superstar potential. And then Mobley, because I think Mobley would probably be uh, you know, they're probably debating on which one of those guys to go with. Um, but just I think he's just like a 18 to 20 point score like right away. And like him and Kevin Porter Jr. in the backcourt just like could be really, really scary. and could be like, you know, a dynamic, you know, guard duo. Like what, it's going to be one of the most like dynamic young guard duos, but it could be one of the best in the league 
potentially like just the upside with him is ridiculous with the, and he's got the defensive upside too. If he, you know, improves his frame a bit, uh, you know, the defense yeah. and the, you know, defensive mind will just get better and better as he's in the league for a little bit longer, but he's just a walking bucket already, man. And I'm, I'm super excited to see them together if, if this ends up happening, but I'm, I'm going to take Jalen Green. Superstar potential. Great pick. All right. Moving on to the number three overall pick. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Obviously, you know, they, they've got a young, I guess you can call it core, in Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and Jared Allen. Uh, but obviously, you know, they're still looking to add to it. They're still not very good. Obviously, they ended up at third overall. So, Liam, take it away. I mean, you're looking for that guy that can be a real star out there for them, a guy that I think is a two-way potential. I think you got that in Okoro, but what I see from Okoro is kind of, you know, a regular like 3 and D, like I like a Mikael Bridges kind of guy. And, you know, you don't need a Mikael Bridges kind of guy to be your like your second best player, you know, alongside. I think Garland's still got potential to develop. Uh, I'm just going to cut the chase. I'm taking Scotty Barnes here out of FSU. Uh, I don't know if he's going to end up in this spot in the draft, but I really have I have ranked three on my big board. Uh, he's a super talented guy. Really, the only thing limiting him in his game is his jump shooting ability, which I think you can turn around. You know, he has the willingness to shoot them, unlike other guys we've seen, you know, like Ben Simmons, who people said we're going to develop a jump shot, but never really did. You know, Barnes has that ability to go out there and take jump shots. We've seen it. He's able to hit them in games. And, you know, with a team at FSU, you know, they really never give their guys too much chance to show themselves. So his numbers don't really jump out the screen to you. But, you know, he has that, you know, he prime Draymond Green. I really think it's his ceiling, uh, you know, a little bit more athletic, a little bit more, you know, has the ability to get to the rim. But, you know, he can defend uh, at an elite level. He can defend almost all five positions on the court. I think he's got to put a little bit of weight on. He can defend fives. But uh, he also has the ability uh, to go out there and play make with the best of them. Uh, he's got to work on his uh, decision-making at times. But, you know, that, that's with everyone. No one's going to be a, the greatest playmaker coming out the draft. So, uh, a guy, I think you saw him there at the four. He's going to learn a lot from a guy like Jared Allen. Uh, I know Evan Mobley's been the consensus pick here, but I don't think Evan Mobley and Jared Allen work together. It's a twin tower situation, and um, twin towers aren't going to work anymore in this league, you know, unless they're, uh, you know, Chris Topps Porzingis esque players that can handle the ball or like Giannis's that can, you know, go out there and uh, dominate uh, playing the perimeter as well. So, hey, or, uh, that, or that AD and Boogie combo because they're both like, multi-skilled exactly but I, I don't think that you know jared allen uh, has that offensive game to go alongside a guy like evan mobley i think you gotta look for fit here um you know don't they're probably gonna take the safe pick in mobley can't go wrong but uh i like the upside of barnes i think he's the third best player in this draft when it comes down to it yeah yeah i'm here for that uh, barnes like his floor is like his floor is really like a Draymond, like Matisse Thibault already. Like he's like that good defensively. And I think that's going to translate super well. Just offense scares me, but I mean, you made a really good point. Like it's not like he's not willing to shoot it. Like his jumper looks good. Like he has good mechanics and stuff. He just wasn't really knocking him down. So that I, I just fear slightly that he's going to be like a potentially like a zero on offense. But I mean, he's like his demeanor to his motor is crazy. Like he just like, he gives a shit. Like him and Sexton are just going to give like, 120 percent all the time so I'll, I'd be excited to see that yeah yeah bit of a curveball but I don't think it's gonna affect my pick too much um the Toronto Raptors here at four uh, I'm taking Jalen Suggs 
you know, he's a beast defensively. He's got insane basketball IQ, can create for himself and others. Um, you know, his only drawback has been his, his three-point shot, you know, inconsistencies with that. But, I mean, he hit one of the biggest shots in March Madness history. And we've seen him, you know, I mean, 33%. It's not bad at all. Uh, definitely, you know, room to improve. But with Lowry on the way out, I think he'll add a great piece to their to their young core. Yeah, and that can that backcourt defensively of him and, and Gary Trent Jr. Well, I think Van Vliet's going to be the starter to begin with, but I think uh, Gary Trent's the yeah. long term option. I think Van Vliet's a guy that can be a really great sixth man. Uh, even though I predicted Gary Trent to win sixth man of the year, because I think next year he'll be in that slot. But um, yeah, OG Ananobi's a super young guy. Pascal Siakam, as much as people want to hate on him, he's one of the best power forwards in the league, and uh, they just got to find a center. Um, you know, whether that be they go after a guy later in the draft. There's the always choice. centers. There is always yeah. centers. There's always someone out there. Yeah, yeah, I love this. This is like my honestly, like if this actually happens, this would probably be like my favorite pick just because like it just fits whatever the Raptors want to do. Like, you know, whatever road they travel on. Like if they go to rebuild, then Suggs is like their primary asset for their rebuild. And he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be NBA ready already. And then he has like star potential, like, and which is perfect for a rebuild. But then if they're still trying to compete, he fits right in because he's already going to be really good defensively and just like, you know, a really solid offensive player, like out the gate. He's NBA ready. Like he fits either path that they take. Like he's going to be their best player to rebuild, but then he's also going to be able to contribute right away and play in the playoffs as a rookie and succeed. So like, he's like Jamal Murray that can defend for me. Like that's like his ceiling. I love Suggs. Yeah. Can't go um, wrong. Yeah. Zaga, you know, they brought some decent talent. I mean, Rui Achimor is a guy that's going to turn out, turning out in the league. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis is a multiple-time all-star. I think they're really turning around as a program in terms of getting NBA talent out there ever since, you know, the Adam Morrison days where people thought that Gonzaga was just kind of a, a mm-hmm. wasteland. Yeah. Well, yeah, Kispert's coming up too, so. Program. Kispert. And next year they got uh, Timmy coming out. Yeah, Chet. Oh. Chet's good, and then Chet will be coming through. Yeah. They'll keep getting top guys. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, moving on to this fifth overall pick, Carson, you've got the Magic pick. Obviously, you know Mobley's still on the board here. So, where are you gonna go? Yeah, so I have both Magic picks. So uh, I'm feeling like I don't even know the Magic GM's name to be honest. So with my strategy here is like. With the fifth pick, I want to get someone that has, like, a really, like, high, solid floor, like someone that, you know, is going to be productive right away, has, like, you know, little, like, bust potential. Like, at the worst, they're going to be, you know, a viable, like, NBA starter, role player. And then with the eighth pick, I want to, like, kind of take a chance on potential. So this pick, like, I did a mock draft that would have Barnes going here at five, but since Barnes already went to the Cavs, I'm just going to flip up. And, yeah, I'm going to take Mobley here, who I'm not, like – I'm not as high on when it comes to like the superstar potential that everyone's kind of like, you know, giving him. But I think like, you know, you know we talked about this on a previous episode, uh, Jose, like it does have a, a really, really solid floor of someone that is going to be able to defend, you know, at a really high level. He's, you know, you can't, you know, abuse him in pick and rolls. He's a super quick beat. Um, it's just going to be a real a defensive problem right away with like room to improve offensively. And I think with the magic that, you know, if it, it fits the bill with the magic kind of doing, um, you know, getting a lot of like defensive oriented guys, but I just think like with Mobley, like you kind of have to take him here. 
it, it'd be tough for him to fall past five. And uh, I just want that high floor and someone that I know is going to be able to contribute right away. Yeah. So I'm going to take Mobley. Being compared a lot to guys like Chris Bosch, uh, Christian Wood. You know. Paul Gasol is the one I've seen a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I would be happy with me. And if he turns out to any of those players, that is fantastic. That's a great pick. Um, but, yeah, moving on to OKC Thunder here at number six. Got a few ways you could go here. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you handle it, man. Yeah. So, um, one that I've been seeing going around a lot. I mean, James Booknight's trying to say him and Shea are going to be such a nasty backcourt together. Uh, I'm not super high on James Booknight though. A uh, little bit inefficient, but you know, I see the CJ McCollum in him. Uh, you know, a guy that can score. You know, has a good mid-range game, but. You know, CJ McCollum's a good scorer and all, but he's a guy that's been getting a lot of hate recently uh, due to his playoff performance. And, you know, he's a frail frame, isn't really, you know, a great shoot. I mean, uh, a great defender and all. But uh, the pick I see here, I think it's got to be a home run pick. I'm going Jonathan Kaminga, you know, from the G League Ignite team. A guy that I don't even have to look at the what NBA Draft.net says, what his comparison is, to look at what he is. He's Jalen Brown in my eyes. You know, didn't really have great efficiency, but that didn't really go for a lot of those guys, not Ignite team. You know, kind of the first run through it. We don't really know what those stats mean and they thought, but, you know, he's 6'7". He's got a 6'11 wingspan. You know, he has the ability to defend, you know, can rebound at a high level, uh, 6'7", 220. So he's got some height on him. Uh, you know, he can play a power forward hybrid, but I think he's got the best ability at small forward. You know, you got Shea out there. You know, maybe are we running Kemba off the bench? I don't know, but probably Lou Dort. Uh, you got Jonathan Kaminga, you got Darius Baisley, and you got – they got someone at center. I can't think of the name. I know they just traded Moses uh, Brown. Roby? Are talking about Roby? Yeah, they probably Roby? Roby there. Yeah, but I know they traded uh, Moses Brown, which I didn't like. But um, Me neither. I, mean, I don't get that either. Moses but, Brown no, I think Kaminga and, Kaminga and Dort – have insane defensive potential together. I think Kaminga can learn a lot from Dort, a guy who took a big step this year uh, in his production after, you know, having one of the best game sevens from a young player we've seen in a long time, making James Harden look like his little son, even though Harden ended up winning that game. He switched yeah. roles with him that game. He was the offensive powerhouse. But Kaminga, he has the physical abilities. He looks like he can be that next Jalen Brown. You know, don't know if he'll be the all-star that he is, but, you know, even if he's just like an 18-point-per-game, you know, really focuses on that defense, it would be a good piece for this uh, OKC Thunder team. And um, what's the GM's name again? Oh, Presti. Presti. Yeah, Sam Presti. Presti to land. You know, you got to have some home run guys in these picks. You know, we won't get into the later rounds, but, you know, they got a 16th overall pick. They got the 18th overall pick. They got to get a home run guy here. I'm taking Kaminga. Yeah. Yeah. I love this pick. I, and honestly, I don't really get like, like Kaminga has been getting a lot of hate, like, like closer and closer to the draft. He's like kind of falling off a little bit from, cause he was kind of like, you know, guaranteed like top four, top five guy, but I don't get it, man. Yeah. Because like you look at guys like Yandre Hunter, Cam Reddish, RJ Barrett, Jalen Brown's like the best example out of all of them. Like he fits all those bills, like that type of player. So it's like, you've yeah. seen it time and time and time again. Like, why would you not take a chance on someone that has that similar build? And it's showing like all the, you know, kind of growing pains and whatnots that those guys have had. And like, he's barely, I think he's barely going to be 19. He's extremely young. He should be, you know, he should be going into college this year. He reclassified. Like he, he should, he is the class, the high school class of 2021. He just moved up. 
So like, I love it. And like the Thunder, it fits their team perfectly. Like they're in no rut. Like they're in a, a, a fat rebuild and they're like massive signs yeah. saying we're in a, a massive rebuild. Why would you not take the chance on this guy? Because like Poku, that's another guy. You don't know how he's going to turn out. It could be a star, it could be not. But like Shea and Dort, I think those are two guys that are already like pretty proven. So you, you have the option to take a chance on a guy and he'd fit right in there as a three with those two guys. Like, I, I love this pick. Like, the upside is yeah. insane. And they have the time to let him develop. And the Thunder have shown they're really, really good developing young talent. So Yeah. And just kind of going on, what we were talking about the center, I think Isaiah Jackson's a guy that, you know, can, might slip out of the lottery. That would be perfect to have there at that 16 oh, yeah. or 18 pick. And then, uh, like you were saying, with the youth on these guys, you know, we're not really old here on the pod. But there's two guys that we've already drafted in this mock draft that all of us are older than. Uh, I'm older than Jalen Green by just four days, but uh, Kaminga's not even 19 yet, which is crazy to think that. We're, mm-hmm. we're barely, barely into our lives, and these guys are getting drafted for millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. The thing with Kaminga is, like, yeah, he's got that upside, um, you know, to be, like, that really long Jalen Brown type of, you know, two-way guy. But he's also cut from that same, like, dangerous cloth where you know his offensive game is so unpolished that regardless of how good his defense is like he will never be you know a a star in the league or never really be able to get you know significant minutes you know like a a guy a couple years ago they compared to Kawhi Josh Jackson and where's that guy at now I mean look at how he fell out yeah he's on the Pistons though and he averaged like 13 points a game well that's the the risk like that yeah, I think so. the Pistons. He was on the Grizz for a little bit. He's he was on the Pistons this season, but nothing special though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I do get your concern, but it's like it. I think the Thunder, like they have, like, like they have enough time to be able to take a risk, and it's like, like they have, you know, the talent already to like take a bet. But I am here for that argument too, because there's like plenty of examples that like fit the the guys that I just mentioned that didn't hit you know like so it is yeah it is a risk but i think the thunder like they're in a position where you know it could be worth it and they have all the assets that like you know next year's draft two years draft like they have the assets to potentially get a guy that is already super proven where they don't have to take a chance on someone like Kaminga. i really love the the thunder's youth movement but um i saw the like some analysis thing about the the shea trade where it's like he doesn't fit the timeline i was like dude He's 23. Like, is your timeline these like fifth graders that you've got the 2028 pick for or whatever? Like, yeah, I think it's just because he, like, if they're really going all in on a rebuild, he, like, helps. Uh, he's against their chances of, like, being like a top pick because he'll, like, he'll win you a few games, like, by himself. Yeah. I'd say the only thing to be worried about is if he wanted to leave because they are so poor. But I'd say if they've turned this around in two or three seasons, they're fine. Because I think could. there should be a. They should be a Western Conference, you know, top of the Western Conference in three years, in my opinion. You know, let's say yeah. they go out there, like I said, they get Kaminga uh, next year in the draft. They still have a high pick. Well, let's say some shit goes crazy. They get Chet Holmgren, so they have, you know, a starting five that's super capable. Then, I, I mean, I know they keep gotten future picks. You know, what happens they land a Monty Bates or something like that? I mean, that's super reaching for it, but they should yeah. be a top of the Western Conference before we know yeah. it. Yeah. They, they've got a great uh, great problem to have where they've just got a ton of assets. Um, but, Liam, you've got back-to-back picks here at number seven with your Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I'm interested so Carson, to see where you go. 
Yeah, so Carson and I both uh, taking the Golden State Warriors, uh, you know, job over here. We're helping out uh, Myers and the crew. So uh, here at the seventh pick, there's a lot of ways you can go. I've seen Davion Mitchell being mocked. Uh, I don't really like it, though. Uh, I feel like he's taking a lot of minutes from Steph. But, you know, I think a guy, you know, I love Jordan Poole out there. So we don't technically need another guard because I could see Book Knight being a guy here. Uh, but who I got mocked? I like Keon Johnson out of Tennessee, an uber athletic shooting guard, small forward with insane defensive potential, which is exactly what the Warriors need. You know, a guy that they can groom him into his jump shot. And um, I think he fits perfect. You know, he's a little bit of a frail frame, but like I said, one of the most athletic guys out there, you know, uh, kind of fills the role of what Kelly Oubre was doing for us. Or even if we trade Andrew Wiggins, uh, he can fit in there as well. Um, I just think it makes perfect sense. You don't have to use that, have him in the backcourt to have that, you know, backup backcourt with Jordan Poole and, you know, a guy like Davion Mitchell or even Josh Giddy. So um, I'm taking Keon Johnson. You can run with the backup three. So you'd have a backup uh, unit of Nico Mannion, uh, Jordan Poole, uh, Keon Johnson, Eric Pascal, and uh, Kevon Looney, which I think would be one of the best bench backups in the league. What do you yeah. got to say? What do you think, Carson? I like it. I, I, uh, if I had to pick, yeah, I probably would have gone with, with Boog Knight, uh, Boog Knight or him. Um, I don't know. I just, I haven't really, I haven't really seen much of, of Johnson, but I love the frame. I mean, he had like a 48 inch vertical. I think he like set a record. Shattered it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that alone is like super enticing. But yeah, I mean, I would, him or Boog Knight, it just really depends on what the Warriors want. If they want more scoring or, they want more defensive potential, but I, I like now that you you sold me on the defensive potential because I think Book Knight would just be like him and Poole are just kind of like Spider Man meme, like looking at each other, you know. Um, exactly. Whereas and Johnson, I think Manny, like, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like whereas Johnson, like he like we, especially if Clay isn't gonna be as you know as good of a defender as he was, which is highly likely mm-hmm. just because he's coming off two massive massive surgeries and injuries. Um, like you definitely want someone that can, you know, help fill, fill in that void and, you know, kind of add to, you know, the 80 or 70% of Clay's defense and then have Keon Johnson be in there and be able to shut some guys down. I so think you it, me on that. if you can get him in two to three years to be like the backup that Andre Iguodala was in the Warriors, I think that's exactly what you're looking for. You know, even if it's like the starter level version, you know, I mean, saying him to be Andre Iguodala, you know, that's kind of, you know, looking for high praise, for a guy, you know, super well out there, you know, with the Nuggets and the Sixers and stuff like that. Uh, don't know if he was an all-star, but definitely all-star worthy player. But one um, time. yeah, yeah, one time. So I'm, ro- I'm rocking with Johnson, um, you know, should also help uh, if Wiggins decides to depart. I think a guy that could step in there uh, for the Warriors. So, yeah. Yeah. And that leaves Carson with the Magic at number eight. Yeah, so I was really looking at, like, a couple, like, really high upside, like, really high upside guys, kind of projects, kind of like a Kaminga type. I was looking at Jalen Johnson, who I actually really like, but I think situation is, like, key for him. And I think the Magic, like, who don't really know where they're going at all is, like, the worst fit for someone that, you know, basically quit on his Duke team, despite, you know, the massive potential that he offers. So what – Probably not going to go with Johnson here, even though I like his potential. Moses Moody is another guy I really like. You know, 6'6", 
you know, great frame, you know, he really, really good shooter. Um, but I think if Book Knight's still on the board, I want that, you know, kind of instant scoring. And the Magic really, really need shooting uh, badly, and they really need scoring. And I think Book Knight, if, you know, well, the scouts are saying is one of the talented scorers, could fit like a CJ, you know, maybe like at best, like a Bradley Beal type player. Um, the, the shooting percentages in college scare me a little bit, but I think with the spacing, um, you know, the, the spacing in the NBA is going to help him a lot more. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go with Book Knight because, you know, him and Cole Anthony, I don't really like them uh, defensively. But with Jonathan Isaac hopefully being healthy, now with Mobley, you have two, you know, defensive anchors that, you know, you don't really have to defend as much in the guard position. You can just funnel them. You, you can funnel everything into those two guys um, and Wendell Carter Jr. as well, I guess. So I'm just going to go with Book Knight because the Magic desperately, desperately, desperately needs some scoring and shooting, yeah. ma- mainly shooting, but just scoring in general. Yeah, so you pick Fultz or you pick uh, Anthony to run the one. You got Book Knight. You got to figure out who's running the three. Uh, but you got Isaac and you got Bamba or Wendell Carter. Uh, I think it's a or good option. Mobley. Or Mobley. Yeah. Now. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Mobley. Yeah. So now they did trade one of those guys to go out there and get a small forward. Uh, that'd be a nice team. That'd be a nice team. They yeah, got to take some that's progression. That's a solid though. core. Yeah, that's a solid core. Yeah. All right. And that leaves me at number nine with my Sacramento Kings pick. Um, I mean, you know, sources have it that Buddy's probably on the way out. Bagley's probably on the way out. Um, You know, so we're going to need a guy that can really play like off the rip because we do not have time. You know, we cannot keep taking risks on these project type players that we can never develop. Uh, which is why I hate the idea of taking, you know, a guy like Alperin Shangun, who I actually really like as a prospect. You know, I, I, I was watching some film on him last night. Turkish League MVP at 18. Yeah. And he, he's, he's out there hitting moves. Inside, like, bro. Yeah, he's out there hitting moves that, like, you, you want guys to be hitting by their, like, third, fourth year in the league. Um, crazy post scorer, but I do not think he fits our team at all so for that reason you know i'm going best fit available i wanted franz wagner for a while but i think it's it's hard for me to pass up on moses moody i mean he's he's got great shooting he's gonna play off ball which is what we need he's gonna play you know defense he doesn't care about doing the dirty work you know he's exactly what we need he's probably gonna be you know the third or fourth ball handler at all times because you know we've got halliburton we've got fox you know, so he's just going to go out there, run with those guys, play good defense, hit threes. And like the most important thing is he's going to be able to be on the court, especially at the end of games, which Bagley cannot. So, yeah, that's the pick. Moses Moody. I like Moody. He's one of my favorite prospects. Can't go wrong. He's got the Mikel Bridges, you know, projection, which I think is perfect. Perfect for the guys like the Kings, just guys that can go out there, shoot threes, defend. Yep. Yeah. Really good shooter. Like he's like actually like really underrated as a shooter, I think. Yeah. And we've never and had that a Hawkins, like that. And turn that program around, by the way. They're they're really coming to come up. I think they just landed uh, a couple guys in the transfer portal. I believe they landed Chris Likes, our former point guard for Miami. So may he do well. Yeah. Yeah. Was Moody such a sick name? Like Moody on the back. I don't know. He probably he's definitely not gonna keep wearing number five. 
but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to switch that around. But yeah. But I like him. I like him paired with the two, you know, ball handlers with Halliburton and, and Fox, because I think he kind of struggled a bit to create his own offense. But I mean, he won't have to do that as much with two, you know, really good exactly. playmakers exactly. and creators and, and those two guards. So, yeah, I really like this. I thought you were gonna go Wagner. I think Wagner is like, a, I think Wagner is like a typical Kings pick. But I, I would be super hyped for you guys if you guys got. I wouldn't be mad at Wagner either. Um, a skilled guy that you know we we could use but moody i feel like is a more like for sure pick that you know we cannot miss because we've missed too many times <laughs> yeah. yeah feel that um but number 11 oh wait number 10 is also my pick uh like memphis grizzlies traded up to take josh giddy I mean, that's, do, yeah, do you guys really think mocks, like, that's what a lot of mocks have been saying? But I don't know. If, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. But I don't know if makes, that's exactly like the guy. I mean, it makes some sense, but like he's the he's projected to be a backup then. Because yeah, I mean, what else you play him at the two? But like you already have D'Anthony Melton there, or you play uh, Dylan Brooks there. It's a weird selection. It's weird, but I mean, I've heard that they like him a lot. Uh, obviously, we've seen the passing ability, you know, incredible vision, but he's got a really skinny frame and he's really young, you know, really. I want them to get a three. I want them to get like a wing, like a wing. Score. He can play the three, though. He's 6'8. He yeah, he's, he's like, eight. he can be he Joe eight. Ingles. Like but Joe I think Ingles. Everyone, I think like the reports of wanting him to be more like a point guard because he's so good, you know playmaking and stuff but yeah i mean yeah. If, yeah. If, if you can fit into that three i'd love that but yeah i'd rather than get like a more traditional three i guess but yeah, yeah. i think he'll probably him over yeah. secondary playmaker i mean yeah he's the, he's the same height as kate cunningham just 15 pounds yeah. less yeah which yeah, i feel like those 15 pounds is different though big difference it looks like more yeah. than 15 but <laughs> that's what it says here yeah but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a limited shooter, and he's got limited scoring ability. You know, I don't know how how he's really gonna fit with this team that well. Um, you know, I would have rather seen them take a, you know, a hyper athletic guy that's just gonna go out there and run. You know, jump out the gym with Jaw and and Triple J. Hey, you don't know uh, yet. Hey, we won't know until tomorrow. Maybe yeah. Maybe oh yeah. That's giddy. true. Yeah, maybe they're not even taking Giddy at all, and maybe it's just a bunch of smoke screens. To trick, uh, you know, someone like the the Kings to fall in love with Giddy and take him at night yeah. before the Grizzlies can take him. So, <laughs> I don't know, I'd, man. I'd go crazy if they took him. That would make no sense. They already have. I would jump off handling. the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of a lot of things are resting. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of things are resting on on tomorrow, but. Uh, Franz Wagner is the only other guy I would be okay with. That's it. Nice. Um, but number yeah. 11, Joel, you got the Hornets pick. They, they've got a solid little, little youth movement going over there. Yep. A lot of guys, a lot of wings. Yeah. Too much wings, in my opinion. A lot of guards. Just guards. Uh huh. They got Rozier, they got Ball, they got Devontae Graham. They got uh, Gordon Hayward. They got Miles Bridges. Uh, they got the Martin brothers, which are solid. I mean, they got Malik Monk, which is probably going to leave in free agency, I'd assume, because it's such a crowded backcourt. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't think they got to go big, but what are you t- doing, Carson? Yeah, I mean, I really – um, I, I was thinking that too, and I, I wanted to go big, but I just, like – I just can't – there's not really enough guys that, like – like, there's not really enough, like, big men I'd like to warrant, like, a lottery pick because big men you can find – you know, there's always guys, there's always like, you know, buyout guys. Like if you, if you want a big, that just like a rim running big or like a vertical threat, there's a ton of those guys out there. So that's why I don't, I don't necessarily want to use like a lottery pick on them. I mean, like Sangoon's probably the, the best prospect, but even Sangoon, it's like, I don't know if he fits because the Hornets are like a, you know, running gun team out in transition. Sangoon just doesn't really fit that that much. Um, so I don't know, man, maybe I've seen like, I mean, a guy like a Kai Jones or like a, someone like that, but I just don't know if I want to take them that high. So um, I might actually take, take another wing, someone that, like, I mean, you can't, you can never have enough shooting. And I think someone that plugs in, you know, right away with, uh, with LaMelo uh, that can, you know, slash, you can, you know, an amazing three-point shooter. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Kispert here and add, add to the wings because I think, um, you know, he'll be able to play right away and he'll just come off the bench and, and give you buckets and he fits perfectly with LaMelo, so. He needs and to spend. Like, he's Boy, Hayward ahead. insurance. He's Hayward that's, insurance, basically, because Hayward was, like, he's bound to get injured. So he needs to spend every waking moment in practice with Gordon Hayward, because if he's Gordon Hayward, that's a home run pick. Because yeah. they fit they fit each other's mold so well. I mean, I feel like not just because they're white, by the way. It's not just no, 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 they're both no, two no. white guys, but they have very yeah. similar <laughs> play styles. Yeah, they're yeah. both they're both three level <laughs> scores. Three little yeah. scores that aren't really like super, like you know, athletic. Jump out the gym, I mean, and but they're, they're not really great they're defenders. Sneaky athletic, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and they played for small programs. Like Gonzaga's still a small program, regardless. They're not a powerhouse, you know, power five school. They're on the way though. And Butler, I mean, hey, Butler, who knows? I mean, both, I both mean, teams made the cha- the championship. So yeah, true. And both teams yeah. lost. Yeah, but I just like uh, the fact that Kispert doesn't like need the ball. Like, I mean, like Graham, Rozier, they both need the ball. But with Lamelo, who you know should be running the offense, he's just a perfect fit alongside Lamelo. Where Kispert doesn't need the ball, he can just run around screens all day, just you know spot up for three. And I think that's it's just a good fit. And like I said, like the Hayward insurance is there 100 percent because he's bound to get injured too. Yeah. Uh, who knows with conferences kind of ditching. Geography? Could we see Gonzaga in the Pac-12? Ooh. Who knows? Who knows? That'd be awesome. I- I'd like it. Yeah, but no, it only I mean, for basketball. Yeah, for basketball. UCLA the geography rivalry. fits, but yeah, sure does. The rivalry with UCLA would be crazy. Yep, because they'd still oh, hide yeah. from that game. Yep. Yep, and they're they already got another matchup this season. Like it's it's building. Hope Oregon joins the SEC, bro. <laughs> That oh my god, they gotta yeah, rename the conferences at that point. Bro, conferences don't mean shit anymore. It's it's just gonna put the best brands in the best league, like make the most super money. It's a, yeah, super, super league. league. Oh. It's like a, a couple of months ago there was rumors of like a soccer like super Euro League where all oh, the yeah, teams yeah. just join like the same league uh, and do not play. Like, it was the this Champions close. League. It was close. Yeah. And that, that could happen with college now. I mean, players are are now allowed to make money. Imagine how, you know, playing, you know, Oregon versus LSU every other weekend would be like. So Y'all don't want that, though. <laughs> hey, I think we do, bro. I do. To go watch that, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, 
to go watch like fucking yeah. us match up against Nick Saban. You, and then no one wants to face against- Bama. I don't want to face Bama, bro. We got the week one. Dude, I don't care. I just want to go out there and watch a good game. We're beating Bama, though, so it's fine. <laughs> Fuck the Dude, Oregon's a sleeper this year, bro. No cap. Yes, he doesn't blow, get like 20 sacks. If he can stay on the fucking field. Same thing with Tim Hill. Yeah. Uh, oh. What are we even at now? Oh, uh, 12. Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. 12 pick. Yeah. Spurs, Liam, you. Do I make the pick? No, do I Go do ahead. the obvious? Do I do the obvious? Give you a spiel. <laughs> Who? Do, so I do, the, do I do the obvious pick? I take so um, uh, take Sagoon. <laughs> I, mean, I actually think it's not that – I honestly don't think it's that, that bad of a pick. It's you not. know, a guy that, you know, a really good, talented foreign big man, and that's what they need. I don't really think they, Jack the, and the Pertle, need a big man. Yeah, Pertle's like, not it. They need a big man. Yeah, Pertle's not it. I mean, Keldon Johnson's their four at this point. So they got to have a guy that's, you know, you know, really, like, big that can dominate out there. Because um, Kai Jones doesn't flash me as a guy that's a dominant big. Like, Kai Jones is Miles Turner. Like or Jackson Hayes, and I don't have anything wrong with those guys, but that's not what this team's looking for. They, they're, I mean, they're looking for their nest, Tim Duncan, or just you know another dominant big man, because that's what they, yeah. that's what Tim Duncan and David Robinson are. I don't think Sangoon has the potential to do that. I mean, who knows? I'm gonna look back on this and I look stupid because he's uh, Hakeem Olajuwon 2.0. But I mean, they need a guy that just go out there dominate on the boards. Uh, I think he does have to bulk up a little bit which is why it's a little concerning because, you know, maybe they would just go center in the later rounds, get a guy like Charles Bassey out of Western Kentucky, um, a guy I just mentioned earlier that I love uh, as a prospect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I like him. I really like I him. Uh, he's only 18, so he hasn't even grown into his man body yet. Like, this dude, mm-hmm. once he once he really, like, comes he into his own grow, frame, yeah. He is going to be legit, like Vucevic-type shit. And it's crazy because, I mean, defensively, they're saying he's a liability, but, like, you don't have to be Joel Embiid, bro. You just have to be able to hold it down and, like, not give up more than you're putting up. All right, so he turned 19 uh, three days ago. So, yeah, he's freshly 19, just just there. Um, Like I said, the size got to get there, but you can always bulk up. I think, you know – like we've seen Giannis, we saw Giannis had a huge transformation. Obviously, that's a huge yeah. one. But I mean, like, look at a guy like Boris Diaw was drafted as a guard, and he ended his career as a forward. Um, I'll do the pick. Um, I'll take Alperin Sengun. I'll go away from what uh, I have on my big board uh, on my mock. I think it's got you do fit here. Uh, you can never go wrong with best fit. So um, I'm taking Alperin Sengun out of uh, Turkey, I believe, six nine uh, power forward center who showed a lot of promise, Turkish league MVP. Um, like you said, at the young age of 18. So that will be my pick for the Spurs. Solid pick. The most Spurs pick ever. Yeah. Exactly. And like the Spurs play with like a pretty slow pace anyway. So I think it like maximizes his potential. Yeah. They got a lot of young, fast guards though. That I think they can really, you mm-hmm. know, change it around for them. Yeah. Yeah. They can, yeah. They have the opportunity to play with pace, but I just don't think that's. Oh, no. Pops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which leaves me with 13th overall pick now with the Pacers. I was planning on taking Corey Kispert, 
Um, obviously, he's gone now. So there's a few there's a few routes I could go here. Uh, Jalen Johnson's still on the board. Uh, Trey Murphy, a guy that's climbed up a lot of draft boards. Have you guys heard of Usman Garuba? Have you guys watched a film on him? No, uh, but I've heard of his name. Yeah, yeah he's uh, out of out. Spain. Yeah. yeah. Crazy fast, yeah. bro. Like, oh, really? Crazy fast. Like, he's like 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, and, you know, once they get that turnover, like, he's gone. He's on the other side of the court, like, out the frame, bro. Like, I was thinking, I was thinking about him because he's like the, the prototypical player to, like, I was thinking about him with that Hornets pick. But I just don't, mm-hmm. I just don't know enough about him. That's why I just like didn't warrant that. But like the yeah. type of, like I'm reading up on him a little bit now. Like he, that that fit like would be pretty nice in in Charlotte too. Yeah, yeah. He's got huge bust potential though. Like this dude averaged five points, and he can't exactly. shoot free throws. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, but there's yeah, guys. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like there's plenty of guys like him. That, that that's why I didn't necessarily want to take him because you can find a Garuba in a lot yeah. of different places. Yeah, but, but uh, hey, yeah, I think- we haven't talked about the one of the probably the best players on the board, at least you know who will produce immediately. Davion Mitchell, a guy who people mocked at number seven overall at some points in this draft. I don't know about him, dude. Oh, I, I mean, might he's, get, I he's might 22. Get he's 22. He's like five eleven. You know, he's he's gonna have to do a lot out there to really to really produce. He's gonna have to, you know. I mean, we see what Trey Young, how much Trey Young, you know, puts his body on the line, how much he does just to, you know, just to produce, you know, like not yeah, even that. But, I mean, he but, showed like his motor is like, and his athleticism is like ridiculous. Yeah. So if anyone can do it, I, I believe in him to, to be yeah. able to do that. Um, but I think I'm going to take uh, Franz Wagner. Uh, I like him with the, with the Pacers, you know, they, they need a Wait, forward. Wait, who'd you take for the, uh, I'm sorry, who'd you take with the Grizzlies pick then? Giddy, uh, Giddy, you, you took Giddy, okay, yeah, because I so Franz, Franz Wagner is really a Doug McDermott plus replacement. I think he's got more, obviously, more of a ceiling than Doug McDermott because I think he's out of his way of Indiana, yeah, and I think he's NBA ready. I mean, he's you know, he's a skilled NBA player, he's gonna be you know, really good in transition as a roller. Um, you know, his best, his best asset is his defense. Uh, you know, he's going to be on the floor in clutch time and, you know, it's just a solid like piece to add and nothing huge doesn't, you know, jump off the board, but solid player just, can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this pick. I think if, if Wagner's like, doesn't get to Indiana and then they're not going to take him, I would really like them to take a chance on like Jalen Johnson or Zaire Williams. I just really want the Pacers to get like a six, eight, six, nine, like wing, like scoring wing that has defensive potential. Like, I just think that's what uh, George. Saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But hey, exactly. I think Franz Wagner also allows for them to go small because we were talking about Twin Towers earlier with Mobley and Jared Allen. Those are some real Twin Towers out there that they have uh, with, you know, DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. And especially, you know, with teams, you know, we saw what they did to go bare. I mean, obviously, Miles Turner's a good defender, but, you know, Samotas and him aren't like the quickest of guys. So, you know, to be able to have the ability, you know, late in crunch time, you throw one of those guys, probably Sabonis being the starter out there uh, alongside, you know, a guy like Franz Wagner, it gives them the ability, you know, more switchability because that's everything the defensive. I mean, that's all NBA is now. You got to have defenses that can switch. I think it's a perfect pick. You know, a team that's kind of stuck in mediocrity right now, you know, they really got to hope that Karis Avert can be the star that takes them to the next level. I really do believe in him. 
Um, you know, I think they got to keep it with Malcolm Brogdon. You know, TJ Warren's still a solid scorer. Um, a really interesting team, though, but I think Franz Wagner is a really solid pick, a guy that can produce immediately for them. Uh, kind of what TJ Leaf, they wish TJ Leaf was for them. Yeah, I like it. All right. So the very last pick in the lottery, the Golden State Warriors. Um, what are the what are the odds you guys think at least one of these picks get traded? I think it, one of us gets. I think we get traded down from seven. I think someone jumps us up at seven, and we will will trade down there. That's such a, a Warriors thing. I feel like. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's very likely. Um, I, I just. I just can't even like. It's tough for me to even see them drafting at both of these picks. Like, I just. I. I just feel like yeah, definitely at least one of them will get traded. I don't think a big star is going to get traded, though. That's my hot take. I, I don't think it will happen tomorrow night. It will be traded later in the offseason, I think. But every single year, there's always a guy that gets talked about that's going to get traded, and it never happens. I'd love to see it. I'd love to be wrong on this take. But When's yeah, the last time we had, like, a big draft night trade, like Zach Levine for Jimmy Butler? Was that the, the last, yeah. like, big draft night trade? Yeah. And oh, that was, like, draft yeah, it yeah. happened draft night. But yeah, no. Yeah, that, that was like three, four years ago. And then the Wiggins one, that, that's like really the only other. That happened after, though. That was the after the fact. Yeah, it was like later. It was? I think the, the biggest trade that's happened on a draft, I think, was the 3-5 swap with Luka Doncic and Trey Young. With hindsight, yeah. that's the biggest trade that's happened in the last couple that's of a, years. That is huge, Definitely. though. That's huge. Because they're both big prospects, though, like regardless yeah. of the fact. Yeah. Imagine how much, like, the course of the NBA changes if that trade doesn't happen. Oh, crazy. I think Luca with the Hawks arguably could have made the finals. Yeah, probably. Probably. No, probably. Yeah, they would have capitalized on Giannis's injury. Um, no dis- disrespect to trade, though, but it's just like – Oh, yeah, no disrespect at all. Either way, the Kings would have still taken Bagley. Yeah. Still would have done it. What you doing, 14? Carson? Yeah, what you got? Man, I'm going back and forth on either Mitchell. I, I I really like Mitchell. I think him falling this far is, like, actually, like, you know, actually a steal because, I mean, he's been, you know, ranked anywhere as, like, top six or top seven as a prospect. I also really like Trey Murphy, like someone that, I mean, he's a little bit older, but he can come in, like, right away, like, six, seven, knockdown shots he's just like a really good 3 and D guy and like that's exactly the type of player that you know every team wants and needs um so it's, it's tough uh, um because I like Mitchell a lot as like the backup point guard just he's able to get you buckets and he'll be able to you know play really really good defense on like the star guards in the west whether it's like you know the dames you know the murrays like I really like him being able to defend those guys um but then Murphy it's like you know, can't have enough three and D guys. So, oh, this is tough. This is really, really tough. A Warriors guy I could see though is Chris Duarte. If you want to play Jordan Poole at the one, I think Duarte fits a Warriors mold as being a shooter. Hundred percent. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about him too. Um, I just, I think Murphy's just like a better version of that. Um, or maybe well, not Murphy's better. More but like has he's more, a stretch has four. Yeah. More upside. Yeah. Um, wow, this is really tough. 
you know, I don't really like, I don't really like Poole being the one. I don't really like him as like a creator. I like him as like just a scorer. So I think, I think I'm going to go with Mitchell and just add that like intensity and defense off the bench. I mean, the size, a little concerning, but I mean, the kid's got so much heart and like so much hustle and motors. So I just, that cancels out, I think, the height to me. So I'm going to go with there's a, Mitchell. There's a downside to every prospect besides Kate Cunningham, in my opinion, in this draft. Yeah, exactly. But it's like Mitchell makes up for it in like so many ways. And I mean, like, I mean, you saw like, you know, in the championship game, like he was everywhere. And so like, I I like that about him. So it's tough. Like Murphy, those guys, I really like them, but Mitchell, like having him as like our, our second unit point guard is like really, really enticing and he'll be able to play right away. He measures out at six, one and, uh, a quarter in shoes and a 60, uh, six, four and a quarter wingspan. So not too small. They're definitely adding a couple. They're definitely six adding foot, a couple. This was at the, 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 the combine. It was six foot uh, with no shoes on barefoot. Ooh. But Hey, yeah, I like his on ball defensive potential. I love that about him though. Yeah. I don't care. Like he's small, but I mean, yeah. he's so fast. Yeah, I mean, but against I, guard, other guards, he'll probably be fine. And his drive, like the how fast he is with his first step driving the basket, just only going to open it up. Like his, you know, attacking the rim is just going to open up our shooters so much. So oh, I love shout that out to Short Kings, well. though. <laughs> shout out yeah, to Short Kings. Yeah, that's what we're not slandering the Short Kings. We're taking he's joined the Warriors. I'm taking Mitchell. Hey, uh, you know why he wears 45? Yeah, he's Donovan. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's little brother. I mean, damn, how no. would you not want this guy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's see what's about to happen next, as they say on NBA on TNT. Yeah, as they say every every commercial on NBA on TNT. No, but do you really know why he wears 45? No. No. It's because Donovan Mitchell's his favorite player. That's actually oh, dope. That's, that's dope. literally why. That's yeah, that's sick. He literally you know what's wild? You know what's wild? They're only two years apart, but um Davion Mitchell graduated high school when Donovan Mitchell got drafted. Wow. Wow. Yep. So he went through all of college watching Donovan Mitchell like already in the league. That's like us the Carson. Yeah. Yeah. A year older. Wait, so yeah, he's yeah, he's only one year. Wow. That's sick. Well, one grade, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a huge one. Do we see any trades tomorrow night? I don't think so. I think we see people. The number one pick's not getting traded. The Pistons failed their franchise as they do that. Um, who knows? I think the most realistic trade, uh, I think seven is the first pick that could get traded. I think could be in a trade down, uh, a team coming to trade up. To, you know, maybe a guy falls in the draft like a Kaminga. Um, who knows? Um, I'm really interested to see who, who the Grizzlies like are really who is really that guy for them because I mean they traded up yeah they must have really loved someone I want to see maybe the Grizzlies package and like get a higher pick like maybe this is like the first step of a two-parter where they yeah. use this 10th pick and then go up a little bit more because yeah that, I'm really interested to see that as well because they had to have done it for a certain player oh yeah I'm trying to think who do you, there's going to be one guy that rises up the draft board that we're going to look at. We're like, who is it? You know, because there's always a guy uh, that goes in the lottery that we're like, huh? Like how they I end see, up. There? I could see Trey Murphy. I could see Trey Murphy hopping into like early lottery. 
that's not like too surprising to me though. Like that wouldn't yeah. be like drop my like drop my jaw. I feel like maybe like uh, Sharif Cooper. Right now, I feel like J- I feel like Jalen Johnson. Yeah, Cam Thomas. I feel like Jalen Johnson's a guy that could go like eight, and everyone wouldn't be like everyone would be like what? Dude, yeah. he averaged twenty. He's twenty eleven, and he shot. 44% from three in his small sample size of two. Like, to me, he's like the Michael Porter Jr. Like, of this draft. Like, he just has to get the right fit because, like, the quitting on, like, I mean, the character, you know, quitting on the team, that concerns me a little bit. But I think teams that are, like, well-structured, like Pacers, Spurs, um, you know, Warriors, like teams like that that are in the lottery that are, like, you know, proven teams already, like, with good coaching, like, those are the teams that I would see taking a chance on him. Yeah. Like who's the guy the you Kings? think can fall out? Nah. No. Who falls Mitchell. out? Yeah, who falls Mitchell. out? Kispert. Kispert. I can see Kispert falling. Yeah. Or Aussie? Probably, yeah. Probably Mitchell. Mitchell could maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Of, so there's probably think goes like a glaring weakness that everyone's scared of. I mean, Barnes does, but I think Barnes is too talented around the aspects of the ball. Um, yeah. Um, I can see Keon Johnson falling. People just not caring about athleticism. Like thinking he's, he's not going to fall out of the lottery, but I think Kaminga could fall as like I, he could fall to like eight. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, I also not like falling out or anything, but just another prospect that I really love, Zaire Williams. Didn't really get a shot to show his skill, but he's definitely a guy that could surprise a lot of people. I think he's a guy that like he's going to end up at like the Lakers, like. 27th or ever mm. overall. Oh, if I'm the Lakers, I would be ecstatic about that. Like, I just like the fact, like, he's super smart. Like, and yeah, he didn't get to show much at Stanford, but, I mean, he was, like, top, top high school prospect. Like, he was killing it on Sierra Canyon. Like, I just – super young, too. Hey. You know who I really like? Second-round guy? Who? Josh Christopher. Same. Yeah. Same. I love Jake. Shout-out Jacob. I saw him in person. Long Beach guy. Well, I, I don't know if he's actually from Long Beach, but he played in Long Beach for high school. Dude, I'm all in on Christopher. I hope, like, someone, like, he worked out for the Nuggets. That would be sick. Oh. I would love to see him on the Nuggets. Yeah, I also yeah. really like Jaden Springer, big guard. Yeah, yeah, he's a good one, too. Uh, I think Greg Brown's also a really explosive forward guy. I think he's later in the rounds as well. But, uh, yeah. Isaiah Todd. Isaiah Todd has a ton. He's like a Jalen Johnson where it's like, like – some red flags, just like development wise, but he has, he has like that all star like potential. Yeah, just like with JT Thor skill set. Yeah. JT Thor is a guy I've seen a lot of people liking. Yeah, and I think Brandon Don't Boston name. give this boy a chance. Dude averaged five blocks, bro, and shot thirty percent from three. Five blocks, five blocks, half of his points. <laughs> Wait, no, he didn't average five blocks. JT Thor. Oh, wait, I'm reading it wrong. That says rebounds. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was like, this Nolan's the well, bro. It's right, next to, it's right next to blocks. But still, one and a half blocks. Okay. Yeah, so okay. good. And uh, I like Wisenkamp out of Iowa. He showed me a lot uh, as a scorer on the perimeter. I think he's like a Carson Edwards sleeper. That could be a good guard coming right into the league as a yeah. junior out of Iowa. Yeah. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I really like him too. Like, Kind of like a stretch mm-hmm. four guy, a little small, but like super smart. He can, he could play in the playoffs. Like it's like a seventh eighth man. 
Yeah, I like Boston too. I think Boston has like mm-hmm. way too much like like little Ingram. Like he's like Ingram with like a better three point shot. Mm. But hey, mm-hmm. hey, what's like our bet though? Is Kuzma getting traded for like us the sixtieth overall pick? As long as he don't go to the Kings, I don't care, bro. But the thing is, like, they they released rumors that the Lakers called up every single team. Oh yeah, offering Kuzma and KZP, and everyone said, "Nah, we're good." <laughs> Dude, his stock is like even worse than like Ben Simmons. Well, no, ben you have to. I, I would bad. trade their first round pick for with Kuzma to get dump him. I mean, you kind of have to. As bad as it sounds. You kind of have to. Um, it's bad. Like, Kuzma, nobody wants Kuzma right now. KCP is, like, not even that bad. Like, honestly, I would nah, rather have KCP's KCP. not bad. He was, I would the, rather like, KCP. third best player. Third best player on that championship team at points. Yeah. Yep. Him and Rondo were, like, switch off. It's like Rondo. Yeah, but that's Rondo. One of the goats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no, that's going to do I, it for our – I was just gonna say I would want KCP on my team. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Not on the Kings though. Not on the but, Kings. Not on the Kings. But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for our NBA mock draft. Um, we'll probably live stream tomorrow night. Stay tuned. We'll post it on our on our socials. Be sure to follow us um, at Coast Coast Podcast. Um, stay tuned. This is Coast Coast Podcast signing out. Peace. Mm-hmm.